Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to our podcast, RC Soul Stars. What's shifting, everyone? I'm Chelsea. And richest blessings, everyone. I'm Riri, and we're so grateful for your presence and for your love here today. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. If you like today's episode, we would be so grateful if you went ahead and rated us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. As always, it helps other star seeds like yourself find us and tune into their remembrance. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think we need to set the space. Let's do it. It seems like we're out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> you would think I like, fucking ran down a flight of stairs. All right. <laughs> all, I did, all I did was sip on water. Oh my goodness, and Coca Cola. All right, wherever you are, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in for four and out for five. Allow your aura to be surrounded by light. You are here in a safe and sacred place where you will be accepted with love and belonging. Zippity, zappity, zoo. Cheers, yes, clink, clink. yes, 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 yes. What are you drinking yes. today, babe? I'm drinking Coke Zero. Okay, I love that. Um, I mean, it's just I need something for my mouth. I wanted to tell you, you have really nice toilet paper. <laughs> Thank you. Like I, I, some people just don't oh yeah like, like your toilet paper is like lu- luxurious uh, well we need to invest in the things i just wanted you to know that life. i recognize and i see you thank you yeah thank just you in case no one's told you that no this week ever told me that in my life well then that's rude and i'm here to tell you <laughs> that your toilet paper is mint thank you exquisite thank you absolutely luxurious it's vibes. definitely not flaky <laughs> buttery right? buttery or flaky. Uh, okay flakery not crusty. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we have right. our happiness box yes. back in an action. I'm going to give that a little okay. shake, and I'm going to turn off my alerts. But that was just a little confirmation from the higher-ups. The higher ASMR. You don't want me actually doing an ASMR. We're so happy you're all here with us again. Hence why I'm playing from the happiness box. Yes. I okay. It. What do we have? Today's quote is, There's no end, no beginning, there is only the infinite passion of life. Okay. I vibe with that. That is the energy for today. Me and Riri have our wands and we're just going to... We're going to heart it. Yeah, we're going to heart it. Happy love day, everybody, or soon to be anyway. Absolutely. Um, we're sending you all of our love. If you're watching the visual or if you're watching us on TikTok Live right now, hi, how are you? We are got you? our hearts all over the place. That's right here feeling all the love and we hope that if you don't have anyone to spend this love day with that you honor yourself um as i did every year for the past 10 until this year more to come come. and in the next episode (laughs) in the next episode you need to thanks so much for coming we'll talk later bye you need to stay tuned for some (laughs) some you know some tea some tea some hot tea well maybe add a nice cube and like you know cool it down a little bit because I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> a little sensitive today. Well, What's I'm the topic, baby today boo? Too, because we are going to be speaking on heartbreak today. This is a passionate one for you. You've been really looking forward to it. I have. I've actually asked to do this so many times, but luckily you were like, no, it's just not the time right now. And I'm glad it wasn't the time because when I was in it, I wouldn't have been able to speak on the topics I can talk about today. I think you would have had some great insight, but I think usually our perspective in hindsight is so much greater than uh, when yeah, 
Absolutely. were present in it. Yeah. And I mean, before we get started, I, I did write something that I like to read. But before I get started, you know, we are going to touch on different types of relationships, especially spiritual relationships. I know that a lot of people do talk about their twin flame journey. Um, and I feel like I did go through it. So I'm in separation right now. So this heartbreak was a little bit more intense than most. Um, and so with that, I'll just jump right in. Let's do it, baby. Okay. So there's a beautiful quote that I heard, and I like to talk about it because it is the truth. So for a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. The shell cracks, its insides come out, and everything changes. To someone who doesn't understand growth, it will look like complete destruction. Cynthia Ocelli. Breaking your heart open, honey. Wow, that's deep. It's deep. So we must have the courage to see things as they are, not how we want them to be. And I think Mm. that is the beginning of a heartbreak. We tend to want to see what they really are, but, you know, it's very different. So heartbreak is the initiation into newfound humility, compassion, wisdom by embracing the raw devastations of the human story. It is a passage into embracing the dark and light and all the messy truths that follow It allows us to open our hearts fully to be present in the fullness of life in all its messy glory, honey. Avoiding it jeopardizes our spiritual growth into remembrance. Our hearts need to be broken so open that we activate the truths that is yet to be seen and felt. It allows us to uncover all the things we have buried away to deal with painful truths and to fully grieve the old conditioned self. The beauty of the broken heart is that it leads you into experiencing your truth, your soul awakening, and from a deeper connection with your highest self to find a greater sense of peace and clarity. So this episode is dedicated to the soul who entered my life and loved me so beautifully to then be the catalyst to help me break my heart fully open. Ooh, that made me emotional. Yeah. You're telling me. (laughs) So to this person, I want to thank you for the love and all the suffering. Because if it weren't for your presence, I wouldn't have ever truly found my highest, most beautiful self. And if one day our paths cross again, I'll embrace you with love and compassion. Because my love for you is as great as my love for me, which is unconditional. Oh, Oh, me getting (laughs) teary-eyed. Oh, my God. That's really beautiful. I think what makes me so emotional from you saying those words is really your ability to be so loving towards the situation i think that's how you really know that you've moved through it completely yeah is when you're able to see it with love when you send someone compassion after the devastation definitely and Mm -hmm. it took months it took me nine full months to stop crying and to really feel whole and i think that in the midst of it i never thought i would i thought i would you know what? Michelle talked about this once from Divine's Purpose. She said she she was born with a broken heart. Right. She said that on our podcast, yeah. actually. And I felt the same way. I felt I was bro- I was born with a broken heart. And when I met this person, it was as, as though I finally felt home. Mm-hmm. And so when he left, I realized, wow, like the broken heart is back. But what I realized, it wasn't because of him. It was because I was separated from God. Wow. From source. Yeah. And it's not a person who ever fills the holes of your broken heart. It's the connection with the divine. Mm-hmm. And until I realized that, that's when I found out I can be whole on my own. And yeah. going through that pain 
was the only way I was able to find that. So the only way, the only yeah, way, exactly. You know, so it's like so that's why you you likely have so much gratitude towards it because you've come to yeah. realize that perspective. It's you know it it. I remember when I was in the midst of it, and I remember one day I finally had the strength to go outside and walk, and I saw my shadow, and I realized, oh, I'm not alone. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, day. my shadow is always with me, and then I thought, wow, the universe actually sent me a beautiful love story. It was like a movie. Because at first, it was the most magical love story. And then it ended with such devastation that I didn't understand why that would happen. Or how that could be possible. And then I realized it's because I'm loved. Because Mm -hmm. I was able to experience love on earth. And then I was also able to experience such heartbreak that it almost had to break me open so much that I had to heal things from childhood to now to to ensure my wholeness would be true to the highest self. So it's the it, ultimate trigger. So it was really a gift. And when you see sometimes when pain and suffering can be a gift, that's when you know you're trusting fully in your journey. Yeah. And arguably that's when you're likely in a state of perspective where you can grow from it. Because if you're looking at the you know, devastation, let's say, as just pure darkness or mm-hmm. v- you're in victimhood about it, um, you're not allowing opportunities for yourself to grow from it. But when yeah. you look at it as like what you just said, you're allowing yourself to really like start to see the opportunities for growth. Yeah. They'll, they'll start to slowly pop up for you. For sure. And the thing is like, you know, heartbreak to me, what I realized, it was, it's the disappointment of what you had and mani- managed your life to be. Mm. It's this expectation that you thought your life was going to be a certain way and then it, it stops. I can't, Yeah, I remember you mentioning this to me when yeah. we were having a heart-to-heart one day and that was something that I found really tough for me to just even picture for you. Like to, to be in your shoes, I was like, that must be the toughest part. Is you're yeah. now, you're gr- it, what I got gathered from what you were saying to me, it's as if you were grieving two things. You were grieving the actual physical loss, yes. but then you had to grieve this future in which you had prepped yourself for or almost were awaiting to happen. Yeah. Now you're like, your your whole future is now flipped upside down. Like what Completely. you, ex- not expected, but what you were you know, awaiting to experience. It's yeah. now so different. And it was, you know, at one point I think on the podcast I had said, like there was one day I was in the bath and I was like, wow, all my dreams have finally come true because family was really the biggest one was having yeah. a partner and a family. And I remember I was, I was a single mom too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was also affecting my daughter, right? And, and everyone around. When you bring someone in your life, you introduce them to everybody. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was... It was the idea that I had to kind of redo. So it was just, it was picking up pieces in different ways, but it took such a long time for me. And I realized I had to heal this properly. So I made sure I did it raw and dirty, like Mm. all addictions removed, such as uh, alcohol, smoking ganja, um, social media, shopping, food. Like I changed my vibration, vibrational diet. So it would only be like positive things. Why? Um, because I feel like when we go through pain, we tend to numb ourselves. And this person entered my life. And you know, when we met each other, we both thought we knew each other for a thousand years and we both thought, you know, this was it. Right. And we searched each we were searching for each other forever. So like final destination. Yeah. And so when he left, I thought, oh, 
this is a sign that I need to heal fully because it's time for me to face myself. Mm. And my biggest fear was being alone. Mm. And then now, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be by myself again. And then... Um, the universe so, was like, what, what was that fear? Yeah. What and I just it? didn't want to go on dating sites and meet someone else to numb the pain. But the truth... Can we is, talk about that for a second? Yeah, please. Yeah. If y'all heard that, that was my mic. The universe was like, talk about it. Talk about it. Um, I just think, and especially in my generation, because we have so many more like modalities in terms of accessibility to other people. Like there's Instagram, there's Uh Facebook, there's all these different apps at which are so easily accessible to so many people at once. Um, that I think it changes a lot about the healing process. Uh I think very often and I've seen it so I want to use the word chronically, but I, I've just seen it so abundantly um, in my generation where it's like the second that someone goes through heartbreak, um, it's it, it's interesting. I, I don't see a lot of people stopping to really feel it yeah. and understand it. It's usually like you said, either a numbing, which I think is an interesting word to use because maybe some people don't actually like use that word to identify what they're doing, but it's like straight to a dating app. It's right. like straight to seeing someone else, straight yeah. to, you know... Um, being extroverted again yeah exactly and just like using someone else almost yes. in a sense like finding someone else's energy to feed off of to now feed yourself when in reality it's like you're the only one that's going to be able to do the work yeah and i think when we distract ourselves or that's what i would consider anyways like you're distracting yourself some people don't some people do genuinely try to heal themselves but i still don't find that very authentic to do it with somebody else involved i think that alone time can just is really what's needed like some people can argue that like i know for instance like my like i have some family members who have never been single right it's just been one like they heal by learning about themselves through other people sure um but i just think that there's just something different about the aloneness yeah that can't be duplicated well no you have to face yourself in the mirror yeah you have to feel the pain the mirror not not the mirror of another person but the actual yourself like in order to find wholeness you need to face your shadows right and that's what heartbreak is it's facing your shadows and girl I didn't know how many shadows I had. I had a lot of mother bleeping shadows. And so it's like, you know, the first thing you do is Google, how do you get through heartbreak? Like you do everything you can. Like, is this going to last a long time? How long is it going to last? There's no answer. It's about you and your mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest mistake that we do is we tend to either look in the past and think about all the things that were or what could have been rather than being present that's a good one and so when we're present we're able to really initiate the pain and then face it but if you're constantly in this back and forth illusion you're not going to you're not going to heal so i did the life visioning course it's a 35 day life visioning course. I did it for the first 35 days and we were going through universe university while we were doing I remember this, this. um and I felt good doing it. I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I did it twice, but I was doing the work. Like I also took time to actually lay in bed and cry. I took the, there was times where I was washing the dishes and crying in front of my daughter and cooking her food and crying in front of her. Like you, you can't stop the tears. It's when just, it's raw. When it's raw, it's raw. And mm-hmm. uh, I knew that I had to really heal it. And to be honest, I couldn't. I did go on a dating site for 24 hours, got scared, got off immediately, (laughs) immediately. But just to prove to yourself that you already knew what you knew. 
but yeah, but the truth is this was love I had never experienced before. And I didn't want to find it anywhere else. So right. I, just, I felt like I re- already had the love of my life. So this was, it was really time to just face me mm-hmm. um, and all of it. So I think that the one thing that I want to point out some things. So at some point you'll have to go from being the person who's broken and lost, but then as being the observer of the wreckage, you have to, because right. you, for me personally, I work full time. I had to manage a household. Now I had to double, had to find a second income because you know, that other income is right. gone. I had to take care of my daughter and her emotions. There was so much going on that I had to deal with. So I almost had to remove the pain in some way and, and kind of look at the situation. Um, so the thing is you do, you think about like, do you miss the person? What what did you lose? The dreams. Like the ego steps in real quick. Oh, I'm sure. And it victimizes you for a very long time. Absolutely. You know? It's the first thing. The first thing. And then so we have to acknowledge a loss, obviously, and see where we are emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, all of that stuff. The one thing that actually shocked me, though, was the people around me. You know, when you go through heartbreak, it's interesting how other people deal with when you're not doing well and Ooh. you know and I mm-hmm. think this really helped me because you know me I'm, I'm like a nurturer I'm a giver and I love everybody but I just didn't have anything to give and there were a lot of people who surprised me with their actions and it because I didn't have anything to give I didn't have any shits to give either <laughs> no I was just like I Period. need you to step away from my life because I can't deal with it. So it showed you saw people differently. I saw people differently. And I realized that that was part of the heartbreak too. It was time to remove people from my life. And the one thing I loved about us was that, um, you know, Chelsea showed up and wrote beautiful letters and we went and did a beautiful walk in nature, even though I didn't want to, I went and we burned things, burned things. We did all the things. And then I realized rituals and like letting go and being by the water and Yes, but then I started getting obsessed with you. Oh, right. <laughs> and because, We're going to talk about that. Okay. No, yeah, we have to talk about it because this is the biggest lesson, which I know you want to touch on and we will in other episodes. But I have major attachment issues. I felt like if you're there for me, I'm going to latch on to you as mm-hmm. much as I can because I need something to save me. Whereas you are, you are not that type of person. And then at one point you're like, okay, you need to stop and back off a little bit because it's too much. Like I'm, I have too many expectations for you and you taught me something so valuable. And I realized that I had major attachment issues and that was from childhood and from abandonment and all the things that I had to go through. Mm. So when people I love were around, I did everything I could to keep them in my circle. And really the intention wasn't pure because it was, I needed that person to feed me love rather than just allowing it. Right. Um, and so that was the biggest lesson for me too, because it helped me realize, Ooh, like I'm attached to the karma of this heartbreak yeah. instead of this person. Right. I think, and I think looking back, that's exactly what I could feel. Yeah. And I think that what, that is exactly what was bothersome about it is because I know you Yeah. and the energy I was getting from you didn't like align to that. Right. And so I was also, because, because I wasn't aware of what it was. Yeah. I didn't, I knew it was something. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. This is like an external force that's it, just yes. stepping in because to, to, to feel you when you are so loving right. with me, like our, our, our love isn't attachment. No. It's very freeing. Yes. And I couldn't feel that 
freedom with, no. with you during that period. It, it was a period in time. Oh, yeah. It, it had was, a beginning and an end. Yes, for sure. It, it did yeah. because you were able to speak up and tell me. And I was able to observe it. It hurt a little bit by it only because I was very sensitive in that moment. But mm-hmm. then able to realize, ooh, this is a lesson. And it taught me like that I needed to work on myself. So this is what's important about your tribe. It's like you need to have honest conversations right. in order for you to heal in a loving way, obviously. And that really made me realize, oh, there's a lot of attachment issues I have with many people and that I had mm-hmm. to let that go in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I find that with all of this, I have definitely um, let go of family members. I have let go of friendships and not because they are bad people. They just didn't bring me anything that would help me rise up. They only brought me down Mm. and I didn't want that energy around me. And I spoke my truth. So it's like you speak your truth. There's just some people who don't know how to, what your love language is. And that's okay. That's okay. I still love all of them from afar. But I, in that moment, needed peace. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing I could do in that moment was I could only be there for myself and for my daughter. Everybody else had to kind of step aside. And people weren't used to that because I'm always there. It's interesting, though, how some people don't adapt with you. Yeah. Like, I have friends who are in, like, all of my friends, if we were to, like, you know, list them one by one and go through what stage of life they're in, all are in different stages. Yes. And... In no way, shape, or form do I ever expect them to adapt to what stage I'm in. Right. But it's like you meet them where they're at. And I think that's what unconditional love is. It's like, oh, like I'm happy for you with where you're at. And like I'm rooting for your success and where you're going. Absolutely. And so when you came to me through every step of your healing journey, it was like, where's Rima at? now yes. and then where is she going and yes. a friend sticks by you through that exactly. journey and i we said this on the episode with um gabe if you want to go back and listen to it it's um mm-hmm. the, ep- the, ep- the episode is called what is love yes and we we really talked about divine friendship and one of the things i mentioned is that divine friendship to me means that you are attending a thousand funerals of mm-hmm. who that person used to be yeah like when when, when i meet people that are i know are going to be in my life forever i recognize you know, subconsciously, whether it's conscious or not, is that this person I'm meeting today is going to evolve. Yes. And do I like their character? Right. Because if who you are at your core is someone I can vibe with, then I can stick to you through your evolution. Yeah. Well, unless they choose fear. And the thing is, that's why some relationships don't work out. One person chooses fear and they choose Mm -hmm. it for a very long time. And then you as a person have to realize, is this the energy I want around me? Because in all relationships, you have to grow together. Right. You may not be balanced. One might be up a little bit. One might be a little lower. But as long as you meet and and then do that, you know, back and forth. But if you're not growing with each other and you're constantly bringing each other down, like that relationship Mm -hmm. is done. And that's what I want to talk about. Because what I just mentioned was kind of a example of how you can approach people to recognize if they're your people or not yes so i want to touch on that later or do you want to touch on it now like like when you would you do anything different now when you met this person to whom you had your heartbreak with like look looking back it's like do you have any different knowledge that may assist you in choosing who because what ended up happening is this person you were with chose fear down the line yeah so what i'm curious about is like is there anything at the beginning that could have told you that maybe that was going to happen because it seemed like that wasn't the case so how would you go forward now knowing that the person that you're that's in front of you could one day just completely become someone else oh like in the midst of 
the pain you think of those things. You're like, how am I ever going to find someone? Because it's not like he cheated on me right. or he did. He, he cheated on himself. He, he well, he, I mean, in the like in the end, we both were triggered, in, like immensely. Like our our relationship was all trigger. Then we got hit with COVID, and then there was like all this like you know we were isolation, chaotic energy, chaotic. But we loved each other through it. But then eventually there comes a point where we individually make choices in our lives. And when people make choices in our lives, sometimes they don't align, you know, and for me, finding inner peace and doing the spiritual work and trying to find my consciousness and awareness was very important to me. And like what he needed was very different than what we started with. And so I had to take time to be patient with it. But he's not all at fault. Like I had issues too. Like my inner child's like, we talk about this when you start a relationship from talk, when you were in toxic relationships before, doesn't matter how much work you've done. When you Mm -hmm. meet somebody, you bring it into that relationship. And I was very insecure. I had a lot of inner child issues and you know, I wasn't the person I am today. I wasn't then. So I've done, I did a lot two in that relationship that probably could have been a little bit better so even at this point i don't even blame him i think we both could have done better but i also think that that was our contract and that's what needed to be done for my healing Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on with him because the thing is once the contract was done he just left and i think that was the hard part it was mourning a death right so would would you do anything differently with all that knowledge like Um, like when you're scouting to see if someone's your person or if people are your people you know what i don't think so because the one thing i did with him was i trusted and i surrendered and i didn't want to at first i wanted to put my guard up but i did trust and surrender and i feel like i will be vibrating at a different level so whoever comes into onto my path I will trust and surrender and I will see them for the, for the person they are. Now, if triggers start to come up or warning signs, I think I'll be more open and I won't rush through things so quickly Mm. because I am, I was a hopeless romantic. So once I met this person, I was like, okay, I found my Prince Charming. That's it. Like ting, ting, bing, bing, boom. But now I think that I would be more patient. I'd be more observant. I would take my time. I will not give wifey material right away. Mm -hmm. I will let that be earned. Um, yeah, I think it'll be different now. Because I've experienced love, it'll be different. Before, I didn't experience this right. love. So I was like in la-la land. Whereas yeah. now, unless you're coming to me to compliment my environment and mm-hmm. I compliment yours, I don't want you in it. I think that's the number one thing I love about you experiencing your life right now alone. Yeah. Is because you're going to learn to fall in love with that. Yes. And I can't wait for you because when you meet someone who, you know, makes you start to feel butterflies, yeah. that's a constant question that you're going to start to ask yourself naturally is yeah. like, do I like being with you more than I like being with myself? Oh, yes. Like, is spending my time with you more valuable than being alone? Because you enjoy that and you understand what that time can bring to you. And it's usually more valuable because you have more control over it. Absolutely. And I think because I never really had that opportunity to really face the mirror and find my wholeness, I... I gravitated to that person to, to fill that for me. Um, and that's what the difference was. And I think that this time around, like you just said, it will be, I think it will be more magical and more calm 
to be honest. And it really will be. Calm. And I think it'll grow like we went. So, you know, who gives you a violinist on the third date surprise? Like, you know, you can't really go anywhere up. Like you can't, you can't start from that. You need to right. gradually grow into that kind of romance. If you yeah. start off with a high note, my expectation is, which is wrong. You shouldn't have expectations, but I'm like, well, this is what I require. Like every Absolutely. date now. I, I, on Kim Kardashian said that after she broke up with, with Kanye, yeah. she was like, you know, cause I think her mom was asking her like, like, what are you looking for now? She was like, you know, I wanted all the big things yes. through so much of, of, of my like thirties. I just wanted the big things and I got all the big things. She got the yeah. big surprises, the yeah. big gifts, the big everything. She was like, I don't care about that stuff anymore. I want yeah. the small things. Yeah. And that's how I feel that's the wave I'm on when I was younger just because of the nature of like people I was around like that was how they were showing love to me and I think initially I resonated with that because you know my father that's how he showed love to me so I connected the two and I said okay this this person must love me right right it's so true but over time I realized like I don't actually value those those things because over time I realized that wasn't satisfying me yeah and not maybe satisfies the right word but I wasn't feeling loved basically yeah. I'm like why are these things that I know to be love I was taught this is it's love why is it not actually sparking that emotion within me though yeah you know and then over time I started to realize like those are just not things that I value mm-hmm. like to me and this is subjective but I truly believe that like anyone who has money it's very simple in my opinion to just be able to like give a gift yeah you know like i i I would date people where money was just like so abundant that like getting me a gift was like it wasn't even love because it didn't cross their mind it wasn't even really thoughtful it was easy it was very easy right so what i actually realize are the um things that are more valuable to me are the the the, the things that actually take more time and effort and care like i want to be considered yes consideration is what after the last three years has been the top top of my priority in people who are in my life Mm -hmm. and that means like am I a thought that crosses your mind in the things you do and the things you plan in the time that you spend right language absolutely quality time is my love language and I like that as my love language because it encompasses everything I think quality like Jay Shetty said this. He was talking about how one of his clients um, went on a vacation with her husband for two weeks. And after two weeks, you know, they were talking about the vacation on the, the way back. He's like, is there anything you would change? And she said to him, she was like, I just wish we spent more time together. Mm. He was like, what do you mean? Like, we spent two weeks together. Yeah. But it wasn't quality right. time. Are you sitting there? Are we exchanging energy? Are we connecting? Are we yeah. having deep conversations? Are we getting to know each other? Are we in the moment together? Are you elsewhere? Are you on your phone? Yeah. I was constantly, you know, in, in my past dating people who were always on their, their phone. They, they would text when they're with me yeah. or take a phone call um, and then just blame it on work. My, my, my phone's popping off like that all, all day long. Right. But when I'm with somebody that, that, that I care for, that shit's on silent. Yeah, you have the respect to like put that on to the side exactly so i think it's like i like the quality time love language because it really encompasses everything which is like the value that that it takes to really like be thoughtful with somebody but i think that you put like give a good point it's it's really the love language like when you're when you start a new relationship it's really important to to communicate what our love language is because for me my love language is very different than your love language right. so for us to be friends i need to learn what what you we, we did yeah we, we did. did but i have to learn because it goes it did take time it for takes us. time because we're different personalities but then once we really understood each other mm-hmm. we were able to give each other back and forth what our love languages were right. you know and I what think, what do you think mine is 
what your love language yeah, is? Yeah, with, with like us, like with, with our friendship. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, you love letters and handwritten notes for sure. Yeah. You just love when people take the time to, to really honor you. Yeah, you know? I, I'm very old fashioned. Yeah, like, you, and that's that's important to you. Like, even sending little things. Like, you definitely don't like all. Like, you just you don't like to be um, too much attention. You just if that attention is right and pure, that's yes. all you need. You know, you know, and so that I, know, I don't like to be smothered. No, you don't, and that's something I've learned too. Like, yeah. even if you don't respond, I know. Oh, she's not doing well. She because you only like to respond when you're fully engaged. Yeah, and so it's like learning each other's languages. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so important yeah. you know and, yeah. and appreciation like appreciation is important like that's mine i was just gonna say yeah. i was like you took it out yeah, my yeah. mouth I like, I, 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 it's like not validation but appreciation. appreciation like words are important like recognizing yes. you seeing you yes. seeing that. that's why i said you have really nice toilet paper yeah. bag <laughs> you know what do it's i know true. you're doing it <laughs> But I do want to talk about some, I mean, this is like, this is it. This is like real combo with you and I, like when we get sucked into it, I love it so much. <laughs> but, you know, I do want to talk about heartbreak and the shattered pieces and all that only because, you know, we do love to go into it. And, and, um, I, I'm always available for anybody who wants to talk about this on the side because it's like, I went through it. So I know how to deal with it. Right. And I also want anybody to know that when you do go to heart through heartbreak, you're not alone. You do want to have people around you who do support you, who see you at all your funerals, as you said, like in the time of where you are and what you need. Um, sometimes you can't really tell people what you need. So the, your, your village is very, or your tribe. Cause you're learning it as you're going. Yes. Yeah, so your, well. your tribe is very important and keep in mind, you're breaking so much of you that you become someone you don't recognize and you even have to get to know your new self. So it's just, there's so much that goes into the remembrance. And I know we're going to touch more next week about codependency, uh, attachment, non-attachment, which is really important. Um, but the one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, when your heart is shattered in pieces, your bruised ego desires plenty of attention, honey. And, you know, what happens is you grab on to your life and your ego doesn't like like it. So it makes you feel ashamed and vulnerable and lonely. So becoming aware of the ego helps release a strong grip on your life. So like, I remember I felt so lost and alone. My ego kept bringing me back to the past, like I had said before. So it's just like the shadows are so important. And when we do touch upon like conditions, control and all the other shadows that needed to be healed, which meant pretty much like my entire life. So, you know, we talk about inner child and we talk about the things from the last season. So it's really great if you go back and do that. Um, but I, I realized like through this heartbreak, the inner child really showed up. Really? It really, really showed up. Yeah. In what way? It, I realized that the way we handle certain things when there's tragedy, it comes and stems from how you were felt or treated as a child. My voice was never important as a child. Mine either. And I was always told to be quiet or to fake it or to, to put a fake smile on my face, right. or that my feelings were not important or valid. Same. And so because of that, I went through the, I'm fine. I don't give a shit if he goes, and I'm going to pretend I'm strong, then to please come back. I miss you so much. Like the yo-yo of emotions, yeah. because you don't really truly know how to feel because no one ever taught you. So that's when people say, oh, they're she's acting crazy. No, I'm not acting crazy. I'm between inner child, ego, higher self. 
So I'm like, someone love me. I don't need anybody. I'm fine. I'm holy. Like all these emotions. And roller coaster. I, roller coaster. And I want people to, I want to create, a, I guess, a way to let people know this is okay. That's, that's the realness of it. This is okay to go ballistic and crazy with your emotions because you don't know what just happened. Right. And as a child, you were told to, you know, handle your emotions or be open to it. Mm. So you're going through all this. It's a sense of just, shock. It's like if yeah. you got in a car accident, it's not you wouldn't just come out of the car very calmly no. and be so clear and have clarity. Like you would be going through a roller coaster of emotions. And yes. heart heartbreak is very similar. There's actually yeah. a diagnosed term. Um, yes. Some doctors consider it. Um, hold on, I have it written down here. Yes, you do. So again, it's called broken heart syndrome, mm-hmm. and not all doctors would recognize it as such. But it's a basically a version of like this stress um it's like a cardio myopathy that refers to when a person experiences um, an acute stress so heartbreak is kind of acute because we see it as something that's coming really 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 high it's coming in really really intensely but then as you sift through it it eventually dies off Mm -hmm. um but sometimes it can be chronic if we're not dealing with it right? right um and it's very like related to, to the heart muscle actually, which yeah. is ironic, but it's like this weakening of it mm. over time, um, which actually some people have experienced heart attacks. Oh, I can, you know what? I can imagine like the, I have never felt this type of pain. Yeah. And like I said, it it's was physical just, as well as physical. emotional. It, it is completely, and the mind definitely is the trigger to the heart because when you come up with all these false illusions mm-hmm. and you're in it, you know, like the yearning of him was so strong right. that it almost felt like I was so, what's that word? Um, when you want someone so bad, like you're not desperate. desperate. Yeah, desperate. Yeah. And it made me feel like, oh my God, am I one of those people who love this person so much that I don't want to leave them alone? And you could feel yourself probably losing your power in those moments. So you're probably freaking out. I didn't out. care. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care about my pride at all. I was like, yeah. ah. but the one thing I learned about this was so beautiful. This person in my entire life, I have never felt safe with anybody. And he was the only person I felt safe with. That's a tough thing to achieve with somebody. It's not easy. Right. So when he left, my safety, my inner Went child. Him? Yes. And so my desire for him was not for him. Because uh, we both knew, we both knew we were not right for each other in that moment energy anymore. Energy safety. Yeah. But it was my inner child was like, I don't know how to be okay the person that has kept me safe is now gone. And that makes so much sense. Yes. And then when I had, I had some, you know, some things go on with my family. And when I saw the truth of how they handle the situation, I realized in that moment, oh my goodness. And this is months later. This right. is not in the moment. That I have never felt safe with anybody. And this person made me feel safe. No wonder I'm so attached to him. Mm. Because I don't know how to be safe alone. And no wonder you were latching on to others. Yes. Because, because when it was like a, scre- a cry for help. Right. And so when I realized this, it was like, and when I let go of the people who are no longer serving me in my journey, it was like something lifted from me. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something so beautiful because this is now in the present moment. So it's, it's been 10 months. For the life of me, I did not know when you breathe, it feels like cool air in and out. I had no idea all my life. Yeah, no idea because I always Mm -hmm. felt pain when I breathe, like all the time. 
And for the first time, I think it was like three weeks ago, I took a deep breath. I'm like, why does it feel so cool and crisp and fresh? Like, what is this? And it was at the, the last part of my healing, which was cutting family karmic bloodlines. It was like that was the last piece that I needed to mm. be free from this heartbreak. So it wasn't really that one person. We think it is. We think that that one person has the responsibility for this heartbreak. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that there's some, something in our childhood or adolescence traumatized us so much that we never healed it. And mm-hmm. now when this big, this is what twin flame journey is, is that you trigger yourself, each other so much that you get to find the truth within your own self. We're mirrors. And then I had to face the mirror and realize that, no, like, I need to love myself. I am my shadow. I am my light. And I need to be whole alone. Mm -hmm. And this person's energy and was the one, was the catalyst to my remembrance. Right. But I did the work. What were your triggers like? Because I, I, I think triggers are not universal. Some people, depending on our reactions to our triggers, usually dictate the magnitude of the trigger itself. So what were yeah, yours like? I think some triggers were like just, I think it's always ego related, you know, either if it was something that felt controlling or when that person's energy was low, I took it on and vice versa, you know, um, having a child in the house, there were some triggers there for my own self, like growing up in a very dysfunctional family and upbringing, I was very protective over my daughter. So if I heard certain things I would get triggered and vice versa for him like he would have his own triggers as well it's always about childhood trauma that has not been healed because really children are the most beautiful lesson like they're they're they teach us how to heal our own triggers exactly so I mean like I'm not gonna go too deep because I I I just wanted to get it out there because trigger can just it's it's such a buzzword now it is and I just want to clarify like what that means to you when you mention it what it means to me like I don't think it mean to you to me, triggers can just be opportunities to look within. Yeah. And yes. so, for instance, like, like a cats out the bag. Woohoo! You're doing it today. You know, because it, it's, it's going to reference what I'm about to say. Oh, okay, wait, one second. Drum roll, please. I'm no ready? longer single. What? Look yeah, at this. girl. Love these little heart ears and everything. That's it, y'all. Chelsea is off the table. I'm off the market. So off the table. I don't know what Call that all is. the realtors. <laughs> <laughs> she's off the table well i mean not his table but off she's off table. all the tables this girl shit i didn't know i was lying down i want to be good one yeah. <laughs> which i love this is why i love this because you went through your journey last year of you know really finding your own true self and your wholeness right in mm-hmm. a sense and you talk so openly about your vulnerability about the fears and now you're in a relationship and i can't wait to like dig deep into how you were able to transcend from that space of fear to then acceptance with this new person and you as a new person absolutely that's in so many of the episodes to come so stay tuned but for those who have been with us for a while like what rima's mentioning here is if you remember there was some episodes back where i was talking about my fears about being in a relationship yeah and essentially like that's actually very um 
you know, relatable to what I'm about to mention is the whole idea that like triggers can just be you facing your fears as well or someone showing you your fears and giving you the opportunity to face them. They're lessons. Regardless what they are, they are lessons. And what the ego doesn't see Mm -hmm. it that way, it's the ego that really steps in and ruins relationships. That's really what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like when the trigger comes, it's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Are you going to choose your ego or are you going to choose love? Like we say, (laughs) like us choosing baby lover fears and like what are you going to do? hard when when two egos come together but to me that's the mirror like (laughs) like like in in terms of like like a twin flame like like with um, my partner like I see a lot of like my my fears kind of stemming up in that mirror sense yeah um and it's a a trigger but it's not it doesn't have to be scary is the point I'm trying to make is that triggers are ultimately how you handle them and it's really just more so your reaction than anything else and I, I I think for me I was you know again i won't get too deep into it but for the for the most part i was able to recognize and have been able to recognize what is new yeah. and what is old Good. because there's just a level yeah. of healing that can't be done until it's actually like right in front of you for sure and mm-hmm. i love that for you because and i can't wait to get into it deeper mm-hmm. so that you can teach us about you know what you've seen and sorry you, yeah one last thing yes because all of the stuff that you've been talking about all encompassing i think really relates to this one quote that um i stand by mm. because everyone says this all the time that like oh time will heal time will heal and i just want to reiterate that like if you sit on your ass and tell yourself that you won't fucking heal no like like time does not heal it's what you do with that time and everything rima is talking about is action that's the law of action she's put in the work and she acknowledged everything that came through so ultimately time can heal if it's applied and accompanied just like you're not gonna find your dream person laying on the floor with her mask on waiting for him to come knock on your door you can put a thousand crystals around you a thousand on all the incense and go kumbaya but But it ain't gonna happen honey you gotta do unless you got a secret genie and if you do give me a fucking number you don't need it you have men give me the freaking genie not just joking (laughs) not mid-sip not (laughs) mid-sip no but you know what like i in the midst of it i hated it i thought it was disgusting i I was like, why am I being tortured? Can I have a break? God, please. But then when you come out, you realize, oh my gosh, it was like the most beautiful suffering because it... I came out of the end of it. Yeah. There's nothing that pushes vision more right. than pain. That's right. Like only way to go up is when you go all the way down. Yes. And I was able to not only do it for myself, but be the um, example for my daughter of how to heal your Right. Pain. That's a big deal. And, you know, now I can say that people around me or who surround me are my tribe because of this healing. I was able to really identify who was true, who was not, who was who was meant to be and who was not. And it's a small little tribe whom I love so deeply. And then anybody who messages me, I know it's my tribe because no one else is writing me. And it just feels peaceful. And That's you, what you were looking for. That is. And I was looking for family and it was always that. Yeah, I always thought I that, that a family had to be a couple with a child. It has right. nothing to do with that. Ooh, okay. So that's yeah. one thing that I think that's new that came out of this yes. healing for you is your perspective on family. Yes, family is not blood, honey. It's people who show up for you when you are in the deep depths of dirt and darkness Mm. and who hold your hand through it without judgment. And you know that you are supported regardless and back and forth, right? And so it's, for me, my family now is my tribe. And I feel like this is the year of a bad ass 
bitch summer. Ting, ting, ting. Ting, ting, ting. And I cannot wait to go out and have fun. And just Hey, I support it. I signed the petition. Yes, but just have fun. And I'm not talking about go crazy. I'm talking about just enjoy life without this pull or this feeling of pain. Right. And it comes. Listen, with all this, you know, whatever the hell is happening out in the universe and this energy, you're <laughs> going to feel it. But when you go through this heartbreak and you heal it completely, nothing phases you as much. Like, it's just like, ah, I trust everything will be okay. Everything will yeah. be fine. And you deal with the feelings and you learn how to kind of face it head on. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm really grateful for the heartbreak. And uh, yeah. I love I that. That's, I love that for that's, you. That's all I got. Well, oh my, my view on heartbreak. Yeah, please tell me. So, like, I'm very um, used to kind of calling out the buzzwords. So, heartbreak also is one of those things that I think gets used a lot. Um, but it's, again, very subjective. So, don't feel like, you know, what Rima's saying about needs to be, you know, your experience. Just mm-hmm. just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. But um, the common term that you will find in books and through the internet that heartbreak is a longing for something or someone outside of ourselves. Yeah. Um, but heartbreak in my experience anyway, has only ever resulted in me like finding myself again and deeper than I did before. Yeah. So I believe it is in fact a vehicle for filling the gap within our souls that longs to actually understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while you may feel like everything you need in those moments is outside of you, we couldn't be any more wrong because everything is in fact within us. And I think the key to healing a broken heart is the point of the journey where that realization hits us. Yeah. Where you realize, okay, what I need right now, I actually can give myself and I'm not lacking it and it doesn't exist anywhere else other than within me. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's just no other way to go than to go inside. And you know, relatable to how Rima experienced or you know mentioned her experience I've gone through several heartbreaks as well and I can relate to where you're it's that shock value just initially where everything's so chaotic and you're on this roller coaster for however long again that's subjective Mm -hmm. but I always know that once those emotions subside because I let I allow them to come through and then once you know it subsides then that's when I'm saying that 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 realization hits me where I go okay I need to now do the work because this is my reality and, you know, you, you, you sit down and you get real with yourself about what you want and what you desire and you get to work. But again, like you can't begin that if you're constantly seeking and longing and, you know, telling yourself that what you need is elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere. Elsewhere. <laughs> that was my little, I, 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 I fuck myself sometimes because well, do I do you? so many, no. <laughs> you have a partner now. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Girl. I mean, you can. I mean, I can, but what I meant to say is like, I fuck myself by doing so many accents all the time (laughs) because then sometimes my body goes, we're going to do an accent when I don't actually give it that cue. But what I was going to say, um, ultimately if if I was going to sum it up and ironically, because we touched on this, I think it just all boils down to attachment. I think Mm -hmm. Buddha said it best. He said, attachment is the root to all suffering. And what is heartbreak feels like you're fucking suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, and attachment styles we'll get into into the next episode. And so I think, That'll be a good one to listen to right after this. It kind of coincides because um, we're going to talk about how it, you know, originates with the ego and how it manifests in um, other ways. And I'll tell some stories oh, and give some we? examples um, and kind of where we develop them from and what have you. But it. like I was mentioning earlier, like some doctors have actually diagnosed this and, you know, most 
heart attacks in general like actually occur due to blockages and blood clots that are basically forming in the um, arteries right Mm -hmm. so um and also like which supply the heart and blood and they connect and all that stuff so if these clots cut off the blood supply to the heart for a long enough time the heart muscles will actually die wow and then that leaves the heart with like these the the scar tissue and there's irreversible damage i love when you're a doctor (laughs) i don't have my glasses to make it all juicy I love it. Next time. I love when but, but basically, like, it's just, it's an interesting, like, you can use that metaphorically, too, about, like, a part of yourself dies after a heartbreak as well. Yeah, it, it, you completely, that's the rebirth. Right. That's yes, the remembrance. That's, that's the phoenix. Like, you have to. You, like, the, all the layers of what you thought you were, that's the heartbreak. It's Trash. Breaking, <laughs> Bye. What, well, yeah, the little MacBook yeah, yeah. trash <laughs> Because it's like you need to now heal the depths of yourself and your karmic self to close all of the loops of these conditions that Ooh, you close believe. the loops. That's the word. And then once you do and you go through all of the healing, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in each episode, you then find your true self and your remembrance and you grow into this beautiful butterfly and then you're yes. free to the world to, to your higher self. Absolutely. Which is so important. And so it's like I feel like there are some things that we can touch on in terms of like how to heal a broken heart. But again, this is my experience. You've had your experience. Like I think everybody has to kind of go through what they need to. Yes. Um, but once you have gone through, like you said, like when you're in it and you're observing it and you're feeling it, it's hard to do anything, but I do, I do recommend trying. Yeah. Deepak has this beautiful um, album on affirmations. They're like okay. 10 seconds each. I listen to the album every morning, like just positive affirmations to remember who I was. One of my favorite things. It's so important. And then, of course, gratitude. Like even if everything seems so dark, try to find one thing that brings you light. Like Whether it just be down your breath. There's always something to be grateful something. for. I preach that all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's so, so important. And like the change that we go through following a breakup is tremendous and I get that but once you find that peace and you do the work like Chelsea said and she's done the work and you could tell because she's in such a beautiful relationship right now but you start noticing your thoughts and then you start feeling compassion to your own self and then when you start choosing love you start sending the person who hurt you love and Mm -hmm. and in the beginning you said this it's like once you let that person truly go like there's a lot of uh, cords you need to cut because it's not only the person you have to cut cords you have to cut and I went through I actually went to Amy Sikarski she helped me she she helped me kind of take a look at my chakras and align them I remember this. that was really important Michelle from Divine's Purpose also did a really beautiful healing session she did a mirror oh this was such a beautiful I session. remember she taught me how to look in the mirror and she was oh. on the phone because she lives in Mexico and she watched me through it walked me through it and helped me look at myself in the mirror while I meditated which was very strong because I don't do that yeah and taught me how to face my own self and my own darkness through the mirror so that was really beautiful so you know talking about doing the work well yeah it's just really doing the work but we have people around that we can ask for help so please ask for help you're not alone yeah there are people around you who want to support you and that's something that i really was bad at was asking for help and i like i remember my sister every day would be like what can i do to help what can i do for help i'm like nothing you can't do anything and then i realized she wanted to do a reading but she wanted me to ask. Ah, uh, she wanted you to choose. She wanted me to ask. Yeah. And so it was like, I started asking for help, you know, and, and I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, like I need to start being more vulnerable and asking for help. And the people I asked for help who didn't help me, thank you. Was that trash sound? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I do have some questions. <laughs> okay. So try to answer them um, as short as you, you can. They'll kind of be like, you know, flash questions. Ooh. So do you still believe in marriage and twin flames? Oh my God, it's flash. I don't believe in marriage. I do believe in twin flames. Why don't you believe in marriage? Um, I believe that you can get married. Uh, Michael Beckwith said this, which was so deliciously beautiful. That, and this is, the, I do believe in marriage if you grow, but mar- I've been married twice. I was almost married three Chang times. Chang. So, I mean, I was Ross from Friends. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I do. I am a hopeless romantic, and I, I can't tell you I'll never get married. But I think I think you're a hopeful romantic. I'm a hopeful romantic. Mm. Thank you. Look at this muscle. Hey, girl. Um, so, what I believe is this, and this is so true, because most people have a seven-year itch, and there's a reason for it. Because what happens is when you're together in a relationship, you need to, you grow together. But then there comes a point where you're not growing anymore. And there is a tribe, an indigenous tribe that brings the two people together with, with a congregation. And they say, are you still growing together? If you're not, then you can end this contract. And that, yeah. if that marriage is, if we're not talking about conditioned marriage, then sure. I believe in marriage knowing that I am with you to grow. And if our contract is done... Our marriage will so be So traditional over. marriage, no. Yeah, traditional marriage, no. Twin flames, yeah, I totally believe in. I was in one. Mm-hmm. When your heart is ready, what is it that you would do differently this time around, if anything? Like with a person? Mm-hmm. Pick I think one thing. Non-attachment. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Through your heartbreak, what did you learn about how you handle conflict? Um, through the heartbreak? Mm-hmm. Very emotionally. Okay. Emotionally how? Victim. Mm. Yeah interesting um how did you manage your hurt feelings so when he would hurt you when he would try to come back um it really depends on what energy i was in so if i felt like i was in my highest self i was very compassionate and loving and giving when i was in my inner child i was very emotional and clingy and needy when i was in my ego i was a bitch (laughs) (laughs) so it it really depends on who showed up that day (laughs) patricia (laughs) oh was that like i just don't know so it really depends and that's the thing this is why i want to make sure people know we're not crazy like Mm -hmm. it really depends on the energy and what we're feeling in that moment absolutely um how would you like action wise how would you become detached in the future how would you apply that healthy non-attachment so yeah i don't i don't believe in detachment i feel like detachment is cutting all emotional ties. I think now I'm learning to live in non-attachment, meaning no expectations. I flow with the energy and I receive as much as I give. Beautiful. Love it. I love Thank that. Thank you for those questions. You're welcome, girl. Oh my God. A little firecracker. Yeah. But remember, anybody who's going through heartbreak, another thing, I just want to, before we pull a card, and I know Chelsea's about to, so. Um, I'm just holding them. Oh, I love it. Because you your deck them. is so fresh. I know. It's going to be fresh for a while until you, you know. Until continue. I fuck with them. <laughs> this is such an <laughs> the way I sh- episode. The I'm way so that sorry. I shuffle. <laughs> I mean, welcome back. Did you miss me? Like, nothing's changed. Well, Be lots, you. And let the world adapt. <laughs> you let the world adopt just know anybody that's going through it in this moment i promise you i promise you the light is at the end of the tunnel you have to do the work and you are deserving of the work right so just get out of bed every day as much as you can do one little thing until one thing ends up being two or three or four yes and ask for help you have a tribe 
we're here for you. We have a website now. You can contact us and we can individually help you. But just know you're not alone. And this is really the beginning of your remembrance. So try to focus on that energy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, link in bio. So oh. all things Rima just mentioned, link in bio. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say is that, you know, I'll never forget. You just brought up a, um, a memory of mine. When I was going through one of my heartbreaks a couple of years ago, I called one of my friends, uh, Katie. Hey, Katie, what's good? Hey, Katie. Um, so on the phone, she was basically preaching what you just said to yeah. me. And she goes, I know I sound so annoying. <laughs> you don't want to fucking hear this, but I'm telling you the lights at the end of the tunnel. One day you'll wake up and this will be your life. And she just put me into that, that, that future tense or yeah. like that higher self of, of Chelsea. Yeah. And I was like, thank you though like i i she she kind of gave off this energy of like i know you're you're gonna hate me for saying this and if you're that person who's like ugh, like you know hearing reem reem big oh the light at the end of the tunnel like like (laughs) no like genuinely though genuinely it will be you one day i fucking promise you 100 percent. and the one thing that you did that was so beautiful is that you gave me a plant and you said to me that you can't kill this plant because this plant is you and you need to water it and take care of it every day. I mean, I did kill it at the end. I won't lie, but, but it took me it, a but long it was, time. Yeah, no, you kept that plant alive. Yeah, I knew, I knew that you don't typically keep real no, plants alive. I you do keep not. fake plants. So I gave her a real one, and I said, "This symbolizes your heart yes. right now. Water it, self love, yes, let it grow." And I did. But it died at a perfect time when everything else died. So. That's right. It was beautiful. <laughs> Gosh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what deck is this? The starseed one? Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is I haven't I have this deck at home too and I haven't um, really touched it that's because you have another deck at home (laughs) (laughs) my tampon just fell out stop it's too much (laughs) oh okay what just fell out (laughs) shivers what's that Ed Sheeran song oh another one fell oh no another one fell the dust okay I'll okay I will read that one and I will read the other one okay they're so pretty. TikTok, I present to you cards. Yes, we are still live on TikTok. Okay, so the first one is trust, <laughs> trust the timing. So trust the wave that you came in on. Time is not running out. Uh, that one is for someone a little specific. Um, your name could start with an I or an O. Trust the timing. You'll know if that's for you. They also want me to highlight um, the not running out part. Okay, and then... This is the card that I'm going to read for the collective. So okay. it says baby steps. Okay, I'll get it for oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was clenching onto this book and she's trying to pull it from me. I was like, like baby oh, steps. Don't touch my book. Don't touch my dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just, okay. If you know, you know, every time I pull a card, it's relative to the podcast always because we're never alone. Uh, so Rima mentioned baby steps earlier. So of course this card came out. Um, it symbolizes action. It says, follow your intuition before it makes sense. Oh, well, of course it does. All right, are we ready? Is she ready? Hey, get comfy. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. You're being called to take grounded action in response to your soul's calling. To start where you are and begin building in a consistent way. So many people stop themselves from living a soul-led life because they're waiting to know the destination before taking the first step. But intuition doesn't work like that. Our soul is always calling us every moment of every day. The way to find yourself living in harmony with the cosmos is to listen to your soul's baby calls and whispers each and every day 
and to take grounded action in the direction of those calls and whispers. You're being encouraged to start small, bite-sized, to put one foot in front of the other, to do one thing every day, to break things down into achievable tasks. Time on Earth goes slower than on any other planet. This may cause frustration for starseeds, who can expect a faster pace of manifestation and thus give up before the seeds begin to sprout. If you resonate with that, it's time to opt for consistency over urgency. Time to take baby steps in the direction of your calling. To remember that you don't need to have it all figured out or know exactly where the path is leading you. You don't have to know every single step along the way before you set out on your great journey. You just need to take the next step. The Starseed Soul Inquiry for this card is, what's one simple baby step you can take in the direction of your soul's calling today? Mm, I love it. Good job, babe. So on point. Thanks, babe. Good job to you, too. Thank You're very you. vulnerable today and very open. Oh, and well, thank you. We honor that and we appreciate you. Oh, my we appreciate God, I that. I love you. I love you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> All right, y'all, thanks for coming to this yes. episode. It's everything I think we wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned in the um, intro episode to season two, every episode after this is just going to be like a ladder. We're going to keep um, consistency with the topic. So the next yep. one's going to be relatable to heartbreak and it's just going to keep on so on and so forth. So yep. next one is attachment, detachment, non-attachment, codependency. Done what she said. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and do our outro prayer to close off the container. Hand on your heart if you can. Only in my pain did I find my will. Only in my chaos did I learn to be still. Only in my fear did I find my might. And only in my darkness did I see my light. I love it every time. I love you. Love you. I love you all. Thank you for joining us. Thank and you for coming. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>